Once again, I'm going to be stopping Second Chances at chapter 108, which is the end of the third book. If you would like me to continue Second Chances, let me know in the comments. If I have enough people asking me to continue Second Chances, then I may reconsider. Chapter 105, Battle, Part 4 The amount of experience the Sealy and Unsealy monarchs were worth should have allowed me to gain at least a level. Each. They had to have been experience capped for aeons, stuck on the cusp of becoming demigods. I'm not sure what I expected to see once I transitioned out of the ring. I thought it likely that at least one had died. I couldn't think of any other reason why I'd gained enough experience to level otherwise. The chambers that had been constructed for court functions and were appointed in the colors of each faction were gone. The ice column bomb traps that I had created had left deep craters. Marble from floor, walls, and ceiling had become shrapnel. As the explosion from the combination of extreme cold and the extreme heat had produced a catastrophic cascade. As the fire and ice fed on each other, the very air was consumed. A vacuum existed that should have banked the fires as they were starved of oxygen, and that would have been the case if magic hadn't been the fuel that I had invested, the trigger that resulted in rippling effect, as wave after wave blasted through the room until the final column was destroyed. Each explosion had used the detritus from the preceding explosion to pinion and pepper the area. The sea the Scythern had isolated in the mezzanine looked down at the devastation aghast, some almost as if they were spectators in some ancient coliseum enjoying the destruction that pervaded the room. The devastation was absolute, and both Unseely and Seely held their breath in fear or anticipation, watching as the smoke cleared to discover who, if anyone, would remain standing. The court was also being attended by media from both sides, individuals who had not taken any part of the battle, but had streamed the events live for the entire planet to see. Court sessions were always broadcast, the Sealy and Unsealy agreeing to an impartial panel of journalists for commentary and discussion about the events that took place. A few pantheons also sent cameras, the Olympians and Asgardians editing delayed feeds to demonstrate the plebeian nature of the sea government. No one had expected the nightmare that had been broadcast. The normal staged discussions and courtly dance of sycophants, the attempt by the court to project harmony and peace was shattered by the after-images of combat. The similarity between the scene before them now and the war-ravaged battlefield were eerily comparable. A cough from those watching, throat irritated by the billowing smoke, smoke that shouldn't exist, since nothing was burned to fuel the fire, released those watching events unfold. The quiet stillness of a frozen tableau, the stillness of shock and disbelief, had only emphasized the horror of events over the past half hour. Those that were too young to have participated in the last seely unseely Great War had no frame of reference. The images contrasting with what they had believed their entire lives, that the ranked kings and queens were indestructible. But for those that had lived long enough, had taken part in wars where wholesale slaughter of Seely and Unseely was the only goal. They knew. 
knew that as bad as this is, it could have been so much worse. At least the conflict had been limited to our rank. Sithern and System had acted to remove the other combatants in time, to minimize their deaths. For those that recall the nightmare of war, beings that had lived hundreds of thousands of years, they gazed upon the scene of destruction with relief. When the smoke had cleared, and there was nothing left but the debris and a few melting shards of ice, those that had been seeking desperately for confirmation of the battle's outcome were stunned. The monarchs, those beings closest to achieving the experience needed to embrace the divine and become ranked demigods, those who ruled at times fairly, capriciously or jealously, had remained an established power, knowledgeable and predictable after so many years of rule, unassailable and invulnerable. I knew that something had happened, but even I was surprised to see all six of the monarchs wounded, wounded so badly that their ability to heal and regenerate was not able to repair the damage immediately. For the unseelie, those wounds were horrific, but repairs were proceeding quickly enough that those people watching the video feeds could see burns healing, shrapnel being expelled, and blood flow being staunched. Things were much different for the Seelie. The system had given the Seelie a chance. A chance to release and heal my people. They had ignored the world announcement, and had doomed themselves and their court to zero fertility but they had also crippled their healing and regenerative abilities. All of them were badly injured. Puck, having been located in the epicenter of the blast radius, was barely hanging on to life. Queen Mab was also seriously wounded. An unfortunate set of circumstances had occurred at the moment of the explosion. Queen Morrigan of the Unseelie had finally broken through Queen Mab's armor of light and inflicted devastating damage. Her final slash before she was blown across the room in the explosion's aftermath had nearly bisected the Seelie Queen. Puck was not dead. Even the illogic of watching Queen Mab hold her body together, trying to heal the wound that had almost separated her torso from her legs, was not as horrific as the wounds Puck had suffered. His beating heart lying on the floor for all to see was proof of that. And unlike Mab who was healing, even if the pace was so slow that it might take a thousand years before repairs were complete, he was not healing at all. Queen Mab had gambled with all of their lives, their fertility, and the future of the Seelie faction. Her descent into madness may have all but destroyed her people. Even those not of the court would carry a debuff that reduced their fertility, a debuff that included their ability to harvest and nurture crops and food. They would have to find a way, a quest, to dispel the debuff they had as a faction was now saddled with. Accept their fate, or hope for asylum and sanctuary by disavowing the Sealy faction and joining either the Unseelie or the Tuatha de Danann. I was certain the Sealy faction would survive, diminished, their power greatly reduced, but they would survive. I wasn't certain Queen Mab, King Lof, and Consort Puck would maintain their position as over-king and queens for their faction. I thought it likely that the Kelpie or Knockers would decide it was time to usurp the established political structure and convene a new court if the Seelie tried to remain in power and prop up Queen Mab. 
That is, if Mab and Puck lived. That was yet to be determined. The silence that permeated the room was multiplied across the world, as those C, who had been watching the live broadcast, joined those in the Sithern in stunned disbelief. It was as if a spell of silence had been cast worldwide until Danu exhaled, and the bubble of silence burst. Across the entire Sealy territory, panic and fear set in. Those court members that were in attendance began shouting and clamoring for explanations. Their voices joined by a multitude of citizens that spread news and fear in equal measure. It took less than five minutes before every person on the planet was aware that something monumentous had occurred. I ignored those demanding my attention or ordering me to heal the fallen monarchs. My attention focused on a new system prompt. You have helped defeat both Seelie and Unseelie factions. You may claim reparations from the Seelie based on penalties assessed. Tuatha de Danan enjoys a 5% increase in crop yield and 7.5% increased fertility for all faction members. The Seelie have been assessed a permanent debuff of 10% decrease to crop yield and 15% decrease to fertility. Accept? Yes? No. I saw no reason to not accept the boons. Not only would it increase my standing within my own faction, but the Seelie and Unseelie in my territory should also look on me with increased favor. World Announcement King Te Mac de Belleros e Cryonax of the Tuatha de Danan faction has prevailed in battle against both Seelie and Unseelie faction. Penalties and rewards apply. Note. Buff and debuff are faction-linked. Changing faction requires a one-year cooldown period before new buff debuff becomes active. The waiting period does not apply to those individuals of Angel Gyaure, who have been given the option to change faction. For the Unseelie, it maintained the status quo. For the Seelie, it was more proof that Queen Mab had led her people to ruin. For Mab, it was the breaking point. New quest. Queen Mab has refused to admit defeat. She has challenged you to a personal duel. Accept? Yes. No.